of sorrow and tribulation with one who ye cannot forget. I see the lines of designation point to the letter K and to the letter M in her name. Whist, says Tobin to me. Do you hear that? Look out, goes the palmist. For a dark man and a light woman, for they'll both bring ye trouble. You'll make a voyage upon the water very soon and have a financial loss. I see one line that brings ye good luck. There's a man coming into your life who will fetch ye good fortune. You'll know him when you see him by his crooked nose. Is his name set down? asked Tobin. Twill be convenient in the way of greeting when he backs up to dump off the good luck. His name, says the palmist, thoughtful looking, is not spelled out by the lines, but they indicate tis a long one, and the letter V should be in it. There's no more to tell. Good evening. Don't block up the door. Tis wonderful how she knows, says Tobin, as we walk to the pier. As we squeeze through the gates, a nigger man sticks his lighted cigar against Tobin's ear, and there is trouble. Tobin hammers his neck, and the women squeal, and by presence of mind I drag the little man out of the way before the police comes. Tobin is always in an ugly mood when enjoying himself. On the boat going back, when the man calls, Who wants the good-looking waiter? Tobin tried to feel guilty feeling the desire to blow the foam off a crock of suds. But when he felt his pocket, he found himself discharged for lack of evidence. Somebody had disturbed his change during the commotion. So we sat, dry, upon the stools, listening to the dagos fiddling on the deck. If anything, Tobin was lower in spirits and less congenial, with his misfortunes, then when we started, on a seat against the railing, was a young woman dressed suitably for red automobiles, with hair the color on an unsmoked meerschaum. In passing by, Tobin kicks her foot without intentions, and being polite to ladies when in drink, he tries to give his hat a twist while apologizing. But he knocks it off and the wind carries it overboard. Tobin came back and sat down, and I began to look out for him, for the man's adversities were becoming frequent. He was apt, when pushed so close by hard luck, to kick the best-dressed man he could see and try to take command of the boat. Presently Tobin grabs me arm, and says excitedly, John, says he, do you know what we're doing? We're taking a voyage upon the water. There now, says I, subdue yourself. The boat are landing in ten minutes more. Look, says he, at the light lady upon the bench. And have you forgotten the nigger man that burned me ear? And isn't the money I had gone a dollar sixty-five it was? I thought he was no more than summon up his catastrophes, so as to get violent with good excuse, as men will do, 
and I tried to make him understand such things was trifles. Listen, says Tobin, you have no ear for the gift of prophecy or the miracles of the inspired. What did the pomace lady tell you out of me hand? Tis coming true before your eyes. Look out, says she, for a dark man and a light woman. They'll bring ye trouble. Have you forgotten the nigger man? Though he got some of it back from me fist. Can you show me a lighter woman than the blonde lady that was the cause of me hat falling in the water? And there's a dollar sixty-five I had in me vest when we left the shooting gallery. The way Tobin put it, it did seem to corroborate the art of prediction. Though it looked to me that these accidents could happen to anyone at Coney, without implication of uh, palmistry. Tobin got up and walked around the deck, looking close at the passengers out of his little...